Hey, this is Matt from Eve to Adam. And this is Marcus from Eve to Adam, and you're, you're in, in the, the pit! Alright, I'm uh, this is Kurt, and I'm with Matt and Marcus from the Eve to Adam. Obviously, you heard about that. And uh, we're in Omaha, Nebraska today. Uh, talking to these fine young gentlemen. So I'm kind of coming in blind because I don't know that much about you guys. So let's start with where you're from. Uh, we're from Queens, New York. That's where the band's from. Uh, nowadays, partially out of uh, Florida, Orlando, Florida, like Bartow area. Nice. Bartow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. So you it's pick awesome. Florida when it's cold. Yeah. 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 We got smart. We got the hell out of New York. Snowbirds. Yeah. We're <laughs> snowbirds now. I know those people. Yeah. All right, and um, so how did you guys meet as a band? How did, how did that come together? Um, it was like a Craigslist men seeking men kind of situation, <laughs> and uh, you know, it just happened to, you know, in a New York City bathroom, end up playing Tummy Sticks, and like, hey, we should be friends. Let's go do karate in the garage, and we started playing guitar and made music together. It's pretty sweet. That's very cool. M M for M. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what what bands do you? Do you draw your inspiration from that? That you draw who you mold your kind of I hate to say word mold, but who were your inspirations? Our influences. Your influences. Yeah. I think. Thank you. Um, I mean, the nice thing about this band is we all have different influences, and each one of us has a wide variety of influences. So, I mean, it spans from metal to to jam bands to everything. My personal influences are mostly like Incubus, um, old Metallica, stuff like that. I mean, it's it's a pretty wide variety. Yeah, I come from a little bit more of like a metal background, so more like uh, Lamb of God, Suicide Silence, As I Lay Dying, um, Woven War, you know, Asking Alexandria, stuff like that. But um, I collectively, as a band, I feel like we're, uh, we're very pro-Pantera and very pro-Lady Gaga. 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 We, like, we like the Gaga. <laughs> we like Lady Gaga. Me too. <laughs> She's coming to Omaha too. Awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, she she crushed it at the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show, and uh, I mean the moth into flame thing at the Grammys with Metallica, just her with the hair flips and the hip things and the fire. And Marcus fell in love. I did. Yeah. I did. I, I oh man, I changed my pants. <laughs> I changed my pants after. <laughs> oh, it's good. Awesome. Oh, that's good. That's, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, and I when I listen to you guys, I hear a little bit of skillet, and I hear there was another one in here. Uh, God, I can't. You know. Uh, I just hear a lot of stuff, and, and your stuff seems to me like it's really anthemic. Like every song is huge. What songs? Uh, with the, what have you listened to? Um, pretty much about the first fifteen to twenty seconds of each song. Oh, so, cool! So you did your research? Okay. Yeah, I awesome, did a awesome. uh, <laughs> did a little bit. You know, it's like I did a I did an interview a few months ago with uh, Mixy of Yeah. Nothing. I had zero. I was like. <laughs> Luckily, Mixie's such a charismatic character; she could just take it, take an interview and run with it. She though. did. So that, that was probably a pretty easygoing interview. Like you're like, "Phew, got out of this one." <laughs> yeah, well, so, we, yeah, we, I did a little bit, and you know, and a lot of stuff. I, the opening riffs. I, the, my my thing is have a really solid opening riff, yeah, and some really solid vocals. And if you're and if you're uh, if your rhythm section's on point, then I'm pretty much hot. You know, I'm <laughs> really happy. I'm a bass player by heart. So oh, right. So. Um, I'm sorry to the, hear that. Well, <laughs> we all have to tote the freaking Jira, Jira somehow. Yeah. Um, but um, well, one of my favorite jokes I think I've ever heard is uh, how many bass players does it take to screw in a light bulb? Well, I don't know. I never noticed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't count. I don't keep count. Um, and so part of part of the reason that we're here is to talk about the new 
CD. Yes, Odyssey, our new Odyssey. record. Uh, and that's came... the one I, I, I kind of flipped through it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't listen to the whole thing because I got off work at 6, six o'clock, got home at 6.30. All I'm hearing is excuses. And so, <laughs> blah, 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 sure. blah, um, No, Sound new... like a bunch of hands in a penthouse. No, the new record, uh, Odyssey, was uh, originally recorded by Elvis Vasquez and remixed by uh, DJ Zardonic. Uh, through Rocktagon Records, uh, came out the uh, February 20th. We're super proud of it. It's nice to, we put a lot of work into this record, so to like finally have it out, like it was a huge like ah moment for all of us. We were able to actually like physically hold it in our hands and you know be there together and like celebrate that. We actually celebrated o uh, Odyssey Day, is what we called it. Uh, actually, a couple fans dubbed dubbed it Odyssey Day, and we celebrated that by having Big Macs. Yeah, McDonald's because we've all been on diets. Because so, we got some Big Macs are the answer to your diet. Well, oh, yeah. well, we've got we've got videos coming up that we have to shoot and stuff. So we're trying to you know get, get in good shape and stuff. So we're like, you know what? Let's celebrate Odyssey Day by going and having Big Macs and just eating like sixteen hundred calories in one sitting. That's there you go. Great. That's how you do yeah, it. That's so, cool. but no, it's cool, man. It's really nice, uh, especially like for Matt and I, how well the record's been received. Because falling up, locked and loaded. I mean, that was, that was a big set of shoes to step into. I mean, that record had three monster songs on it. You know, Straight Jacket being a fan favorite, Locked and Loaded that did very well on the charts, and then Immortal, obviously, you know, being a monster, monster hit. You know, it was hard having that pressure to go in and write, you know, what's next, you know, but not do that again. Like, a lot of right. bands tend to do, like, a cookie cutter, like, because, I mean, there's it's a lack of money in the industry right now. Everybody kind of has to play close to the chest. you got to follow the formula. you got to play ball. and. You know, we, we did that, you know, and when we did these remixes, it was a nice opportunity to finally, like, just kind of, like, pick a side, you know, instead of doing, like, a safe blanket thing, we rolled the dice, and, you know, it's it's worked out well for us, you know, people heard that, that, you know, this doesn't sound like all the other stuff you hear on the radio, and then the song's like, when you do hear Tongue Tied, like, the new single. Yeah, do... I just, that's the one I listened to at length, I was like, yeah. this is good, and I don't uh, like that one, yeah. and there was another one further down, uh... La is it ladder Altitude? landfill probably? landfill that's yeah. the one yeah i like that one too because that was a really good solid yeah. intro yeah. Too, too yeah that that comes that song comes in real hard but yeah, yeah no that's that thing you listen to like tongue tied on the radio next to like all the other song like band singles and whatnot it comes in it's it's hot and it's you know what would I, I really like about it? it's one of those songs that like listening to it like if you don't play guitar it makes you want to learn how to play guitar and if you do play guitar it makes you want to pick up your guitar and learn how to play that song you know it's just driving vocals and just ripping guitar through the whole thing. I think that's know? a good single to start with too. Yeah, and it's I mean it's great for Matt and I every night. I mean like well Matt was just saying the other day out of the, his favorites. Yeah. Tongue tied. Yeah, yeah, it's one of your favorite <laughs> ones to play. <laughs> No, Marcus, we'll just let you talk all that. Yeah, you know, I was, cool, Matt. Matt, you shut up. I'm engaged in your conversation. Shut up, Matt. I don't want to hear from you anyways. Um, hey, no. we want you to talk, we'll pull the string on your back of your neck, all right? <laughs> no, we, uh, that's one of our favorite songs to play because, you know, we, we have a lot, there's a lot of cool moments that takes place between everybody on those songs. You know, it's like we all share a moment with each other, like, at different points throughout that song. And Matt and I have a spot where we kind of come up and do this little, like, lead thing together, and then he has a moment where we're talking him do this thing, and then he, you know, rips the solo, and then I'm back there with Chris on the drums, and I do these little cymbal grabs, and we have a moment. Everybody, like, interchanges things on that song because it's just, that's the kind of vibe that song creates, you know. It's yeah, like, I liked it a lot. That's, I, I honestly, well, that's the one I listen to because, you know, it's, the video's there, um, and your publicist is like, listen to this song and talk about it a lot so we did um, yeah um, and I know now with the because uh, we're getting into this big spring and summer festivals coming up now are you involved 
in any of the festivals this year? Um, yeah, we got a couple coming up in April. April 22nd, we have Earth Day Birthday, which is a festival that JRR puts on in Orlando, uh, the main rock station down there. Um, that's going to be really good for us. And then about a week after that, on the 30th of April, we'll be in Vegas um, for what is it? What is it Rock called? in the Spring. Rock, rock in the in Spring. spring. Yeah. yeah, I know them. So that, uh, we're as, really excited about as that. As we were talking before the interview here, we were you know, go back for some bands. Uh, you know, I think Nine Electric's playing that. Mm -hmm. Shallow Side, Another Lost Year, Bubble Flex. God, Traps, everybody I know. Sick, sick Puppies. Yeah, uh, Vegas for three days. Oh, come on. In the end of April. <laughs> like, we're, we're super we're ready. stoked. Yeah, we're super Yeah, stoked. I think there's a couple more being booked now. Um, we were hearing a little bit from our tour manager about a couple more that are coming on board. Um, so we're excited. We're really excited about festivals for sure. That's yeah. It's always that's my favorite focus. time of year. Festivals. Yeah, festival season. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, Rock Lomas coming up. Uh, is coming up. All these great, all the great festivals are coming yeah. up now. Yeah. And you know, in May and April, they call that the they call the what they call the month of loudness. <laughs> yeah, you know? nice. because there's just so many festivals going on in that time frame between April. Yeah, and well, festivals festivals are funny, man. Like you gotta, as a band, when you play festivals, like you really gotta have a good plan, you know, with like your merch and like free handouts and stuff like that to like reach people because. Festivals are a lot different than regular shows, you know. Like people that go to festivals are event goers. The people here tonight at Shamrocks in Omaha, Nebraska, to see you. they're concert goers. They <laughs> right. go to shows all the time, yes. religiously. Like they'll follow you, you know, follow you anywhere. But festivals, like to grab those event goers and pull them into co becoming concert goers, is the whole go. Because it's like you're you have this palette of all these people from all different locks of life. I mean, you got. You know, bankers with tweens, you know, coming out. Like, you got everything in between and all the mixes of everything. And figuring out, like, what catches their attention to make them come see you the next time you come to town. Right. You know? And that's the, and then that's something that happens even when you're just playing the venues here instead of, and not just the festivals. Is you, uh, you come in the first time and you're like, there's five people there. And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe five people. But you got to give the same energy every time right and those five, those five people tell you know five or ten people each and that's how you build your base and and i don't think uh and this is just my opinion now coming out is i think that a lot of bands kind of miss the miss their calling in marketing and stuff like that yeah. just you know go talk to your people and, and put on the best show that you possibly can well honestly man i mean we've, we've actually been talking about this a lot lately one of the things that we've seen a lot on this tour that i you know now that we're kind of climbing up in the ranks, you know, I mean, we've all been doing this for a while. I mean, like, level-wise, I mean, just, like, how long we've been out on the road touring and whatnot. It's all of a sudden it's okay for bands, local bands, to come out and play shows and leave before the end of the night, you know. And we've run into that on, like, 90% of the shows that we played. And honestly, I mean, for us, when we were coming up, when we were kids playing, like, kind of learning the ropes and whatnot, if you did that, a club would never book you again. Yeah. You did that one time. You get one warning. And then if you did it again... You didn't stay like till the headliner was done. You'd never play that club again. But I mean, we've run into so much of that. Like, just bands not supporting bands, you know? Cause yeah. What a lot of bands don't realize is like, cool, man. Like, you were good for like in, like twenty to thirty heads tonight, and you you brought a good crowd. And that's awesome, you know. But like, they're you know getting the wrong mindset is that they all leave and whether they got to work in the morning or whatever the excuse is. Like, if you got to work in the morning, then don't take the show because you got in the way of a band that didn't have to work in the morning and would have stayed. Because when you leave, your fans leave. And that makes you look bad because you're not met networking with any of the other bands because you guys got to grow a scene within your town together. Exactly. And if you're not there mingling and meet your fans are meeting other people's fans and they're making friends with the other bands, you're making friends with the other bands, that's what cultivates the scene, man. It's all coming together in some sort of unity. 
Instead, everybody's very clicky, and then, like, these bands, they show up, they play, and then they tear down their merch and leave. Like, we played a place in Trent, New Jersey. Like, a little bit of etiquette goes a very, very long way. Right. And this band was, like, they were loading out in the middle of Message from Sylvia's set. Uh, no. Like, I literally, I stopped them and yelled at them, like... Well, and I, you guys have played here before. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's always, it's a constant moving in and out, because there's just such a limited amount of yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. But they, mean, come, they come back in and, and, and... There's a time for that, though. You don't do it in the middle while a band's playing, right? Though, you know? I mean, that's just, that's one of the most disrespectful things you can do to a band. And one of, and one of the other things, I, I left Facebook and august last year oh, just I'm like jealous. i'm so jealous completely <laughs> just like i'm not doing it anymore well like i said i have instagram now so instagram and twitter is like my new friends um but i used to book i booked shows a really long time ago probably about 10 years ago i booked shows and that was like my rules like i you know i don't care what happens but you have to stay for the show well, i got a job in the morning well i guess you shouldn't have taken this game yep, exactly. um, you're in and, the wrong business yeah, <laughs> you're really in the good. wrong business man if you're not willing to make the sacrifice you know well I mean? and you got it in you don't want in my in my frame of mind because I'm a businessman and that's how you should if you're really serious about wanting to hit the road and not be as we call it or any anywhere you call it, you call it Omaha famous if you don't want to be that person that or that band that sells out every show that you play but only in your city right then you, you just then it's a well, hobby and, and in saying this too I mean and that that's fine if you know for hobby guitarists and you know you know drummers musicians and whatnot like that's great and you know and I don't want to no disrespect to anybody who's got families and stuff. Like, yeah, I understand. I mean, you gotta, you know, take care of priority one and you know your responsibilities, and that's respectful, you know. And I appreciate people that they're responsible with their, you know, their their things they're committed to and whatnot. But you know, at the same time, it's like they don't understand how much doing that hurts the venue, hurts the other bands, hurts us, hurts the entire the whole system. How the whole system works on us all being there for each other. It's a team, you know. And if you're not playing for the team. You know, and you're leaving early, you're leaving practice early, then you're missing place. And the, and the music community is, I mean, it's huge. I mean, there's a lot of bands out there, but when you're when you're in the smaller in the smaller venues, I mean, that's really a small community if you think I mean, about I mean, it. And even, everybody knows even, everybody. even when you move up to the bigger level, the music industry is a very very small industry, man. It's a small world. Like one of the best quotes I ever heard was Brent Smith from Shinedown said, "Be careful of the toes you step on today, because they might belong to the ass you have to kiss tomorrow." Yep, that sounds familiar. All right, and we talked about Odyssey. It came out, I, I'm totally loose on the ball on that one, but it came out in February. You're fired. Clean out your locker. The get your shit out of Just here. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but I like I like listening to it. You know, I like listening to the first 30 seconds of each of the songs. Actually, it's not. I got about halfway between, halfway through all of them. Nice. Um, no, well, that's good, though. Yeah. I mean, for the intention span these days, if you made it more well, than 30 seconds, and I awesome. Have, and I have ADD, so if I got a minute deep, then I'm all right. Yeah. But, you know, I... You, catch the general drift of what where it's going, where it's going and everything so um i liked it um i'm gonna have somebody else do a review because i don't review uh, bands to people that i know <laughs> <laughs> and I now that, that you know us <laughs> i did i did that with shallow side i did their i did a review of their um their one ep roll tide yeah roll tide and <laughs> the it's, Bama it's, boys. it's really nice i liked it um and i did the review on it and it's like you know those guys you're kind of biased it's like yeah, so. So. <laughs> Shut up. Is that my beer? This one? That's your beer. <laughs> okay. That's your uh, beer. Yeah. Turn this, into a, turn this into a frat party like I did with Thunderwood. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> it's and, weird. 